0: The car business is rapidly changing, and modern car dealers are meeting the demand. I'm Michael Cirillo, and together we're going to explore what it takes to create a thriving dealership and life in the retail automotive industry. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with subject matter experts that are designed to help you grow. This is the Dealer Playbook. We are recording. All right, gang, do I have an episode for you? Admittedly, not one we talk enough about. And I'm so delighted to introduce you to my secret weapon. In all this time, the last few months, people have been like, wait, what's going on? Your face getting a little bit thinner. What you doing, dude? And I'm like, I got a secret weapon is what I got. And now I can't be selfish. You know me; I need to share everything. So, introducing the DPBang to my personal trainer, Heather Manafo. Thanks so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook Podcast.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me on here. I am so excited for this today. It is going to be.
0: Yeah, I. Well, look, I. You and I were chatting briefly last week, and I was like. We need to get you on the show, and I'm thinking about this. Why do I need to have health, wellness, fitness, people on my show? Well, what I've learned about myself, Heather, in the last couple of months is business is easy, taking care of yourself real hard, and so i what I've learned is like I'm done with this like cockamamie, oh, look at me, I've built my business, and I've did I don't want to downplay it, but also like. Okay. But what about the hard stuff, Cirillo? What about like taking care of yourself, being disciplined in what you eat and how you nourish your body? And, and so I wanted to have you on. And I guess this is where I want to start. First and foremost, how a little bit of a get to know you. How has your whole life been dedicated to health, wellness, fitness? I mean, there's bodybuilding in there. There's there's all sorts of things. How did you get into that?
1: So that's a, that, thank you for asking. Yeah, when I was, you know, when I was 15, I had a moment. Um, I was really slow, had asthma, the slowest one on the, the little running squad or whatever. Um, uh, last one picked for like major sports because I was just physically incapable. I had a moment of looking at myself in the mirror and I realized it's like moment of clarity where I... I had full control of what my body looked like and what capabilities I had physically um, with what I ate and how I exercised. And that's how I started. And, you know, I I jumped on the treadmill and I was like, I was determined to out exercise my asthma. I did. I eventually got my VO2 max, just your, your capability of just, you know, cardiovascular fitness to a pretty good level. And actually, the first. The first um, half of my, um, you know, tween, uh, young adult life was dedicated to being an endurance athlete. Um, Mm. And that, like, you know, I got into martial arts pretty heavily and Spartan races, endurance races, triathlons. um, I I soaked that stuff up. Unfortunately, I did let the obsession, because it really did become an obsession, a fascination with the human body. um, You know, I i was writing programs fitness programs since i had since i was 15 right um uh, when it came to myself um i always had i had a little bit of a difficulty with um i guess seeing leanness for what it was essentially i let the pursuit of looking fit lead me to being anorexic in my early adulthood um, I would say when I truly learned to take care of myself, cause I, you know, knowing the answers is different than applying them to yourself. Right. Oh. Um, uh, so in pursuing my degree in exercise physiology and nutrition, um, I had a, another aha moment where I realized the true meaning of self care and how it was different than an unhealthy relationship with fitness goals and how they can be easily skewed. So when I truly started taking care of myself, which was in 2017, um, that's when I found bodybuilding. And that's when I decided that no matter what it took, how long it took for me to actually be able to learn to take care of myself, I was going to look like a bodybuilder and I was going to be the example of self-care. And I was coaching since I think 20. I would say 2017 was when I really started coaching others as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been, like I said, writing programs since I was 15. This has been my bread and butter, my obsession, hobby, fascination, career since 15, basically.
0: What I what I love about this, and and you know, w- when we were first chatting about this. And you were like, well, what's your podcast about? I'm like, well, I talk to car dealers. And you're like, wait, <laughs> you know, you're like, uh-huh, let's have a health no. and fitness. Uh, and, and I'm like, well, and, and my audience, hopefully 10 years into this deal knows how much I love them. But like, let's be straight. We're unhealthy. We're drinking four or five monsters a day. We're, you know, they call it bell to bell in automotive industry. Like open to close. You're there all day. Stress, 30-day cycles where okay, cool, it's the end of the month. Tomorrow is a clean slate, and I'm starting over. And this, there's this urgency. And and so, you know, stress eating and the donuts and the all of these things. Well, speaking from my own experience, what I realized is that I was self-medicating with food to offset or Believed I was offsetting the stress. And I hadn't realized in, uh, until this last two and a half months of you guiding me and changing my diet. Whoa, I was asleep. There was a brain fog going on that it was like a cloak. Uh, it was like Harry Potter's invisibility cloak. It was hiding my brain, Heather. <laughs> um, and what I appreciate. And this ties into what you were just talking about. What I appreciate is when you and I first met and you were walking me through your process and your methodology and your, and your mindset, I immediately, something inside of me, the whole time you were speaking, and, and I was listening, I promise, but <laughs> when you were on the phone with me going through the program, I said, this is the solution to, com- this will make me more confident. This will make me more clear. This will help me be more focused. And then, you know, and I joke about it now, and I know it's going to make you cringe, but you said, is there any other thing that you're interested in? And I said, yes, I would love to see pictures of me on stage speaking at events and not think, ew, that's disgusting. And you, if we were in person, not on the phone, I swear that Italian finger of yours would have been in my nose saying, don't you dare. Like, hey. (laughs) Yes, you, I'm mad at you right? You went, don't you dare ever talk about yourself like that ever again. You are the most sophisticated piece of machinery this universe has ever known or something to that effect. And I was like, (laughs) but now I understand a little bit more as you share your story, Going, you know, dealing with anorexia and going through that kind of, did that thought process stem from that? When did you start to realize, no, we're sophisticated,
1: you know, that's a deep question for sure the, you know the um let me be very very real with you okay the obsession with being goal oriented right being goal oriented wanting to earn like looking a certain way right it is a black hole and you can never satisfy it you know first it was like you know oh i am um, well it, it, if if you if you equate a physical state of being and appearance alone equaling worth there is nothing that that you can do to satisfy that you know there bodies as amazing as they are will always have something imperfect about them and that is honestly part of a big reason why they're so beautiful right however you know i'm a very goal-oriented person i'm very driven and quite frankly there hasn't been a goal of mine that i haven't been able to accomplish unfortunately I set those goals in a very skewed mentality in the beginning, you know, thigh gap, abs, right? It led me to being anorexic. I've been padded. I've been anorexic. I've been stage lean backstage. And you know, what's hit me backstage, my second show. I'll never forget this day. Compliments pouring in, right? Everybody wanted to look like you. And I hated my body exactly the same exactly the same. Mm. When I was anorexic, when I was padded, the feelings of inadequacy never left because I was only person. I thought that it would go away. Once I reached a certain point, I was completely neglecting. I guess I may have fixed my, my health on the outside, but I had neglected actually changing that those words I describe my body as right. Disgusting. It is, you know, you have to correct no matter what your fitness level, your body is the most advanced piece of technology you will ever come into contact with in your entire life. And probably beyond that bodies, we, we know so little about these fantastic things we need to use every day. Body fat percentage does not even affect your worth in the slightest. Now separating that that whole toxic right energy and thinking more about, I am going to better my fitness because my body deserves that. I love this body and I want to take better care of it. That is an entirely different setup mindset. And you would never describe your body, no matter the fitness level as disgusting or unworthy or invaluable, anything your body's so cool. Like you couldn't do a thing without it. Not a thing. Michael, right? So, um, and it took me so long, so long to learn to mentally change how you view the body. You know, everybody, I love fitness. I love fitness. I love people being driven to fitness goals, but the intention behind those goals is more important than the actual goal itself. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Well, I I think even, From our first conversation, um, I mean, you've just described a hyper-accelerated last couple of months for me. It started with, yeah, I want to lean up. I want to look different. I want to fit into clothes different. It it only took me probably a month to be like, wait, when I get a cold, I recover faster. When I'm I'm more clear at work, I like my clarity on the direction I want to take my business is up 10 x a hundred X my ability to process. Even I've, I've noticed my speech has cleared up like there's so many offsets. And this is why I'm so intrigued by like, I'm I, I, Hey, listen gang, I'm not a stalker, okay. <laughs> but I'm, but I will say I've never met anyone from, that approaches from your angle. So I will say I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like starstruck or like in awe because I'm like, oh, now I know someone who does like that lives this, that understands this, that gets it. And I, and I love that you use the word worth because I think today in or out of the car business, just in life in general, people are struggling to understand their worth, what they're worth. And it's, and it's like you said, you alluded to, it's tied to materialistic things or it's tied to money or, you know, I guess that's, but, but you know what I mean? It's tied to things and you're talking about the way I take it is it's much more deeply rooted than that. You know, I, I exist in a universe that is divinely created. There's so much order in this chaos and I am a piece of order amidst the chaos is kind of how I take that. And so a month into it and I'm already thinking differently. I don't, I'm less concerned about how I look. Although I will say it's flattering when people notice I'm slimming up and this and that it's exciting when I get to report back to you and say, I'm lifting heavier. I didn't even know. You know, like, stuff like that. it's exciting. It's motivating. But what excites me to your point is, Hey, look, a 70 year old grandpa, Mike is going to have enough energy to roll around with his grandkids and throw a ball with them and have experiences with them. And that seems to have overtaken the motivation that yes, the brief, like I'm lifting heavier. Those almost seem much more momentary like motivators. Mm -hmm. This idea in my mind's eye of like, no, I'm going to enjoy life and health into the future and my business is going to um win as a result of it. If that makes I don't know if that makes no, sense. No, that
1: absolutely makes sense. It's um you know my very when I first very very first launched m- myself as a business owner, right? Um the company was called Pursuit Training. It was just me, right? Um uh, and the symbol I used to as my logo was a triangle. It represented um, your social wellness, right? your your social interactions, um, your mental health, uh, your physical well-being. Basically, all aspects of you, it was like three legs on a stool. It was a triangle. If your fitness, if your physical health is not up to par, it will negatively impact the other aspects of your life. Doesn't mean you need to be like, you know, a fitness robot, right? To make it happen. But if you take care of your health, if you prioritize this amazing body you've got and you only have one and no matter what money you make, you can't replace it, right? If you actually take care of your body, it will only accelerate and add to the other aspects of your life, even as a business owner, right? Um, As you've experienced. So I know I, I love that. I love that.
0: Well, and I, and I think of the impact, I'm sure my team, you know, my, my, my team is looking and going, oh, we, we knew he was capable on a creative side on a business side, but now we're, we're seeing he's serious, you know, and I can only imagine the implication of leaders in the car business. We talk a lot about leadership in the car business, Heather, and what's the implication of Oh but now we see his mindset or her mindset and they mean business. That must boost. You must have observed that boosts everybody up around you, around that person.
1: Oh of course like the the drive the ability for energy in life in general going up literally momentum in your physical well-being will add momentum to all other aspects of your life you know, your actual drive, your ability to focus goes up, like all performance goes up with an emphasis on health. Right. Um, If that answers your question.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it, and it leads me to this next question for you. Um, For those that are listening and saying, yeah, you know, I get it. I got to do something. I'm not feeling good or I'm getting, I'm, I'm fatigued all the time or I'm just, I don't have enough energy to get through the day. That's why I become dependent on the energy drink or the whatever insert substance here. What's, what's something you would share with that individual, maybe just something they could try and implement as a first layer to say, Hey, if you do this, you're going to start moving in this direction Mm. and you'll, and you'll notice this. What are some, maybe I guess across all of your coaching clients, what are some common denominators that you're like, "Ah, if you just discipline around that?" Well,
1: everyone, so I'm going to list um I'll list a couple things here, but I think the most important thing, especially if somebody's just starting out, the extremes are so popular. It's sexy on, you know, social media to just like right. go all in. Not everybody can do that. And if it's going to be so overwhelming that it's going to cause a little bit of analysis paralysis, right? And like Decreased motivation, focus on that 1% better approach, right? And um, there's a lot of different talks out there about 1% better. If you guys haven't heard about the 1% better approach, um, uh, I don't have time today, obviously, to get into it too much. But basically, just that 1% better every day, every week over the course of a year, looking at business like that, that's phenomenal increase, right? View your goals the same way physically, right? Even if it's like, 16 ounces of water more than you did yesterday. That is still 1% better, right? So now common denominators. Um, obviously we got sleep um, Sleep calories eaten per day protein eaten per day water and overall activity level, right? Um, uh, For every individual the biggest bang for your buck like whichever area you are struggling with the most I would pick two of those to work on in baby steps, the most common ones I have seen has been water intake and calories or sleep, right? So um, if you are someone who does not sleep, I would try to increase your sleeping quality or quantity, Mm. whichever one would make most sense for you um, in increments of like even 20 to 30 minutes would help a lot, right? Um, as far as calories go, I would not jump on any kind of diet. I really don't believe in diet culture much. There's a time and a place, but the most majority of clients I work with, it's a very flexible approach. What I would do and what I have seen with most Americans, looking at your liquid calories and your sauces first, making sure that your calories um, from those sources, anything that you're drinking or adding to food is low calorie will help drastically reduce the amount of calories you're eating per week without making you feel like you are depriving yourself in any way from food. Because half the time, we don't even know what calories are in those things, and they do not provide fullness at all, right? So that's what I would do with calories. And then, um, you know, as far as water intake, um, I would, if people really struggle drinking water, I would start with, you know, start with... 60 ounces, you know, work your way up to 80 ounces. Most adults, if they can get 80 to 100 ounces of water in a day, that's a great place. That's a great place to be. Um, uh, and you know, flavored or not, if it's a low calorie flavor, there's nothing wrong with that. I would do whatever you can to increase your water. And even having like soups, anything that has a little bit more water in there, um, that can also be a hack to get a little bit of water in, but those, those little aspects and obviously not being perfect at those but working at them that's mm-hmm. what I've seen be a common thing to drastically help improve health and get people into a healthier weight range if that's what their goal is right um, uh, across the board, I would say that would be that would be the most common.
0: You know the most um, I, I love this because I notice the the impact of increasing my water intake right? when we first started, you're like, aim for 50, 50 to 80. And then you're like, go a hundred. And I'm like, Oh, that is the goal. I'm going to drink. I am a fish. like, <laughs> But, but it's done so many things for me. Um, outward and inward, I can feel, you know, digestion, bloating, uh, skit complexion. Like there's just so many things that water has helped with. Um, It's, it's like this, this medicine that runs freely that we don't even realize. And I mean, Hey, for those that are listening only just to know Heather eats her own, I was going to say dog food, but I don't like that word anymore. She has a gallon of water on that desk.
1: It's a third empty too.
0: (laughs) And I know what everyone's thinking. Yeah, you, you you will. You're going to spend the better part of your day going to the bathroom. It just is what it is. However, um, but you know, to, to that point, I love this methodology of one percent better. You're right. At the end of the year, you're 365 percent better. That's a
1: huge difference, right?
0: You've done a full. You're a new creature, and and I love the thought of that. Um, I remember one year. Uh, it was around new year and I, I, I'll have to ask you offline your whole thought process around new year resolutions because, oh. and, and when people like give up on them and all that kind of yeah, stuff, because it fascinates me. About that. Yes. Um, I remember one year, my mom was so fascinated by one of the, you know, insert fad talk show host of the mid nineties. And they were asked what their new year resolution was and, and oh, is it going to be this or this? you Yeah. Know, all these big plans. She says, I'm going to try and drink more water every day. <laughs> you know, it was just this, it seems so simple, but the impact is so tremendous. Um, the bigger topic here is in my, for me and the way I internalize it is, am I truly willing to do the tough things to achieve what I want to achieve? In my mind's eye, do I picture oxygen mask Michael or do I picture able-bodied, healthy, vibrant Michael? And in my mind's eye, I see healthy, vibrant, full of energy Michael. And I think most people, Heather, I'd love your thought on this as we wind down, but I think most people don't see an unhealthy version of themselves in their mind's eye in the future. There's all sorts of things we want to do, whether it's growing our business, our family, our spirituality. I love your triangle because it, it connects it all. It connects it all. And it's so vitally important, which is why I want to have you on. But what's your what's your take on on that? Do people what might hold people back? What's the fear perhaps associated with taking that next one percent better into future?
1: Oh, I think it's the all or nothing mentality that, inc- that just traps us all. You know, um, uh, it's so easy to put something off and tell yourself that, oh, well, you know, maybe not this month. I'm busy. You know, oh, after I make this amount of money, then then I'll prioritize my health. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, and this is, you know, I don't I don't like using fear at all. Right. To to, to try to get people to choose health. Right. But the reality is if you do not take the time now to work slowly at that, you know, if you keep putting that off until life makes it easy for you, you will never actually end up prioritizing that until your body physically forces you to. And at that time it's going to be pain management rather than pain prevention. You know, it is going to Mm -hmm. be, um, scraping by versus thriving, You know, once once you're forced Mm -hmm. to take care of your body, it generally is because a lot of damage has been done. Right. Um, uh, I think that especially on social media, and I'm gonna throw social media under the bus because honestly, I very much dislike social media and what it does to people's mindsets because that like the little one percent better, it's not promoted. The one percent better is rarely promoted like you know, it's, it's usually, Oh man, look at all this, like amazing health.
0: hustle. Grind. Uh, oh man.
1: 30 day transplant yeah. and 60 day yeah. in 60 days. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Like these massive goals. And, and very rarely it's like, Oh man, in three years I am going to look the best of ever, you know, at age 50, I want to be in the best shape of my life. Who talks like that? Very few times have I heard. And honestly, I wish more people did like, yeah, I'm starting to tell people like when they ask me what I'm training for, of course they mean like what show, right? Like I'm training to be a sexy grandma. Like, <laughs> like I want to look phenomenal and be running around when I'm 60. I want to be a jacked 70 year old. Like, you know, I think most people don't even consider that, you know, they're just thinking it's a short term fix, you know, an all or nothing for a very brief period of time. And then they check that box and they're done. That's not how it works, you know? Um, it's a slow buildup to a physique you can maintain and can keep you healthy, active, looking fit. Yes, of course, that's more of a bonus, but feeling good for the course of your life. Um, and it might not look perfect because you might be a busy person like us all, right? Um, but making sure that you are making it a priority to at least try. Um, I think that needs to be focused on more, especially on social media.
0: I love this. I I love everything about this. I'm so glad that, that I could have you on. I I do have two more questions. One is the controversial question of the day and it's your opinion. And I have a feeling I know what, where the answer is going to go, but I just, I got to get it out there for this, for for my, my beloved DPB gang. There is a well-known sales trainer in our industry. I think he serves all different types of industries, but on the record says you can't work for me unless you have a six pack. What's your thoughts?
1: He says that you can't work for him unless you have a six pack. Yes. Well, the facts, okay. Hmm. A <laughs> I'm
0: so excited. Every I physique
1: this. is a little different with what would be a healthy amount of body fat percentage, right? So this is just going to be me like spieling. Yeah. for a second so every single physique is a little bit different um uh, with how you know fat is stored on physiques right most females having a six pack that would put them at a unhealthy range of body fat percentage that actually couldn't support a lot of functions of female body needs so right there he is cutting out most females from working for him aside from the select few who their bodies Have been used to accustomed to a level of leanness that supports us expect. And, you know, we can get into that subject quite a bit. But for the majority of females, that would not be a healthy level that they could maintain year round. So that would cut that off. And then, most (laughs) with most men too, if they have any amount of body fat, um, uh, most men store that um, in their upper body, like on their stomach. So he is that's a, that's a tall order. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure he would want people. So psychologically, if someone is, hmm, hmm, hmm. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. uh, okay, this is going to be like, this is my opinion. Okay. So just like,
0: yeah, let us have it. Let that Italian. Right. Let me so see this. If that.
1: you have a force of only people with six packs, there's a very high likelihood you're going to get a personality type. That's a little vein. Mm. And um, uh, and this is just going to be from like straight up gym talk. Like what I what i have seen yeah let,
0: let us have it uh, uh, waterfall us please okay
1: so um uh i if someone is so obsessed with their physique year round they need a six pack i doubt that their team their their team player aspect you, you know usually they would be that personality type is not sometimes what you would want in a team setting i have been that personality type so that is why i'm saying this you know as a especially as like a female, like needing to have a six pack year round. When I was in that mindset um, and I, and I knew a lot of other athletes in that mindset, that's not a super compatible personality be around. Right. I think having, I, I think what he is trying to, say with that statement, I don't think he's wanting extreme vain people on his team, right? I think what he's trying to say is he wants people who have an edge that take care of themselves, who are on the ball. That is not a, that is not reflected with a six pack.
0: Right. You don't think he's promoting the potential unhealth of, oh, I got to have a six pack and be, you're saying he wants disciplined people. He's just maybe using those words. I think
1: that, you know, um, well, he doesn't sound like yeah, he, sound, he sounds like someone who knows what he's doing in his field of interest, right?
0: And I mean, to be true, the, the dude's ripped.
1: Sure. And that, that's, that's right. great. Kizzle. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, what he's pro- he, he, he's thinking he's going to get people like himself, right? That's not going to be the case. Not everybody with a six-pack thinks the same, right? Um, I think perhaps putting that in different words to get a very sharp-minded people on the ball, taking care of themselves, prioritizing fitness... Probably not always reflected in the six pack. So I would probably find different wording for that. I probably would agree with the profiles that he is actually looking for, like the other qualities. If he spelled them out, I bet you I would be like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like good luck finding that elite force. Um, uh, But I would probably lose the six pack verbiage myself.
0: Oh, all right. Very diplomatic. Um, didn't know you were running for politics. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, perfectly answered. Second question really is a turn back to you. I mean, I so desire more and more and more people in my audience to get the chance to talk to you or meet you. Um, they need Heather in their life. They may not know it at this very moment, but hey, they're gonna somebody's gonna listen to this in ten more years, and they'll be like, I need Heather in my life. Yeah, I um, love it. How can how can those listening or watching get in touch with you and learn more about what you do?
1: Well, um, I can be found on Instagram. I'm very active there. My tag is crazy about health without the A in the first two letters. So it's crazy about health. Um and I do have a business Instagram as well is Peak Level Physique. My website, peaklevelphysique.com. Um, that is where I can be found as well. Um, that's where I do all of my you know, all my clients go through there, right? Um on Facebook, I definitely do not mind being reached out to on all levels of social media. You can find me at Heather Munafo on Facebook, as well as my page Peak Level physique on Facebook. Um uh, and email wise, um, Heather Baldwin at or working on changing that. Um, uh, um, that's where I can be emailed at.
0: Love it. Heather, thanks so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to The Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. Thanks for listening.